Bode Glimp, nil, Arsenal won. That was a tough watch. Like, really tough. Like, like not just a tough watch, a tough watch. <laughs> Honestly, man. Um, it was just so difficult to watch. Like, I'm, I just have to, you know, focus on that for a little bit. Because um, the way we've been playing this season, I'm so used to fantastic eye-catching performances, you know, and, uh, yeah, we just didn't have that on the other day, but look, I get it, um, the pitch is different, uh, it's not, it was an artificial pitch, um, and we got the win, so, I'm not too fussed, but obviously moving forward, we want to try and improve our performance level, you know, for the sake of the fans, please, please, boys, on the Thursday night, play better, please, because it's not easy watching those games, you know, um, and, um, yeah, I just, I want more eye-catching football, um, because it's just a hallmark of how we play, you know, everyone says we're eye-catching, um, and that's a huge compliment to us. Um, and yeah, it's just a characteristic that we've had for a number of years. Um, I think Arsene Wenger is really the guy that made that um, something associated with us. And, you know, ever since, um, it's been like that. So, yeah, performances will improve. And Mikel Arteta said that much. You know, he's, he wasn't happy with it. Um, but it was an ugly win, as they say. And sometimes that's all you need. So uh, it takes us within one win of winning the group, which is fantastic because I'm hearing that we can avoid two extra matches, which is obviously good um, in terms of our Premier League hopes. And, you know, we've got the FA Cup and Carabao Cup starting at some point in the season, so that's fantastic. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, ugly win, ugly win. Uh, we take those all day when we need to. When we need to, that's the key. When we need to. Not in the prem, <laughs> not in the prem, but uh, yeah, um, good chance for players that don't play regularly in in um in the prem to get some minutes. Matt Turner was fantastic man of the match, no doubt. Um, I think it's been said as much. That's been said um by you know majority of Arsenal fans that I've I've listened to anyway on Twitter, um, and ones I've spoken to as well, um. And, um, yeah, that was uh, a good game, as I said, for, for putting in players that don't normally play, play regularly. Um, I thought Reese Nelson looked bright for, for the time that he came on. Yeah, he didn't get a goal and assist, but, you know, he was beating players. If, if people were watching carefully, beat like three, four players, because I've seen some people come up, come out and give him a bit of criticism and... You know, I think it's a bit unwarranted. I mean, the kid hasn't played for how many months? He's he's coming back from injury, I believe. He, you know, he's been through a lot, um, and you can see that. Um, and I think we all want him to do well, and I think he did do quite well. Um, 
yeah, he's a wing. What, what do you expect him to do? Beat players, and that's what he did. So, <laughs> I mean, what more can you ask for? You can't expect him to be on the level of Martinelli, who's been playing, what, almost every Premier League game. It's ridiculous, you know. Let's be realistic with our standards for these players. Um, but, yeah, look, Arteta obviously, obviously sees something in recent. Thank God for that, because, you know, for, as an Arsenal fan, um, you want to see your academy, your academy players move up through the ranks and make it to the first team. That's just dream. I mean, we, we have a dream. We're living the dream right now. Saka, Smith Rowe, which is who's injured. Gosh. Imagine we don't we don't even have Smith we don't even have Smith Rowe playing. That's a miracle. Smith Rowe. The the the, the guy that can play with both feet and, and can play as a false nine and gets goals, you know, just like that. You know, that's what he was doing last season. Gosh, I can't wait for him to come back, man. Um, it's really sad, his injury status and, and all of that. Um, I don't want to say it, man, but this number 10 jersey for Arsenal, is it, is it a cursed jersey? You know, I was having this conversation with my brother the other week. Um, I hope it's not. I, don't, I, I'm, I say I hope it's not. I don't believe it is. You know, I don't want to believe that. But, uh, you know, Jack Wilshere, which was a player I used to absolutely adore when I was growing up, he was like, oh, standout performer. Because, you know, we've, had, we've, we've all had years of mediocrity. We were all aware of that, you know. But through that time, what got me through that time was Jack Wilshere, the number 10 for Arsenal, diehard Arsenal, Arsenal, um, Arsenal man, you know. Wholehearted player. And, and that's what Smith Rowe reminds me of, you know. So to see him not playing and to know that he loves Arsenal the way he does, you know, almost, I mean, at the same level of, of as a fan, it's just it's disheartening to be honest. It really is. Smith is my play, my favorite player. <laughs> I think it's fair to say. I got I got his name on the back on two jerseys, so it says that much. But yeah, it'll be it'll be nicer to wear those jerseys knowing that he plays. But you know, time time will tell. Time will tell. Um, but look, we're a well oiled machine, and I don't think uh, we need to make any significant changes. But obviously. Smith Rowe is a welcome addition. Um, so, yeah, we'll just have to wait for that. But, yeah, you know, we've got uh, Leeds uh, later on today. I'm recording this early morning, so we've got Leeds later on today. Um, I just want to win. I was saying to my friend, Joel, that, um, you know, I just, wanna, I just want us to sit at, at the top of the Prem forever. You know, that is just the feeling now. And um, I'm just not used to being anywhere but number one. It's, it's a weird feeling. And, you know, I was saying to him, you know, Arsenal being at the top, you know, just that high standard, it makes me feel like I can achieve, I can achieve more in life. <laughs> Honestly, you know, I'm I'm saying this. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm being honest when I say this. It makes me feel like I can achieve anything in life. You know, Arsenal just the boost that they give me psychologically anyway, you know, as a diehard fan is, is unreal. But but yeah, no jokes aside, we need to win and I just I can't you know, this number one position in the Prem is, is very is very nice <laughs> you know, to say the least. So I just we can't lose and and we can't draw. You know, we've got enough attacking talent to blow Leeds away. I'm I'm so sorry <laughs> to any Leeds fans. No disrespect. This is me being as objective as I can be. You know, we, we can blow them away, to be honest. Um, 
and listening to to um, Elise and earlier um, on AFTV, I think you know that's the general feeling. But look, it's the prayer. Anything can happen. <laughs> I feel like I say this all the time, but it's the reality, isn't it? We everyone, every fan have, has a little bit of fear going into matches. Okay, maybe if you're not, maybe if you're a Man City fan, you have no fear. But I mean, is that even fun? You know, you know you're gonna win it all the time. But yeah. Is that even fun? Um, but yeah, you know, I'd always rather be an Arsenal fan than a Man City fan. I'm sorry, Man City will never be as classy as Arsenal. It's just facts. You, you know, Arsenal are a team that have deep, deep history that connect with millions of people across the world and have done for several years. So, for all their glory, you know, Man City will never be be Arsenal. <laughs> I'm sorry. So. Uh, you know you can't buy success you you can't sorry you can't buy um a classy football club and um <laughs> yeah that's just just the reality arsenal liverpool um man united they're always going to be those classy clubs in my eyes and um you know it's because of their history and um look city are building a history now but it's just something to keep city fans aware of you know um, and you know the reality is we're we're top of the league right now, so uh, we're giving them a good run for their money. And uh, look, it's early on in the season, as we all know, but you know anything's possible. I I back Mikel Arteta. I've backed him for ages, you know, ages. Um, I remember my final year of university when I was um, when he got the job and everything like that. I was over the moon. I I couldn't tell you why. But, but I was just over the moon. There was something that I saw in him, you know. Maybe because I liked him a lot as a player. Um, you know, he always has that that nastiness about his game, and <laughs> get a couple red cards and things like that. He was a passionate player, you know. And I, and I thought, I think I, my thinking was, mm, he's going to transfer that as a manager, and um, you know, he, he's he's doing that. He's doing that week in week out. You know, people like to call him oh pep, pep copycat or whatever. You know, I'm not hearing any of it. You know, they're both Spanish. They're both passionate. You know, they've got same sort. They have the same sort of mannerisms and all of that. It's just a coincidence. You know, what else can I say? Arteta is Arteta. Pep is Pep. You know, and you know, f- fair enough. You know, um, people are naive, I guess. You know, for for thinking like that. If if you ask me, give it time. You you'll see, you'll see. Um, Arteta will will show who he really is. You know, I think. This is a big statement, but um, I think Arteta has the potential to be a very, very good manager. Um, I was going to say better than Pep, but I'm not. Even, I'm not going to go there or start making um, claims like that. I don't think this even it's even necessary. Um, you know, Arteta is Arteta. Pep is Pep. They're going to have success with their respective clubs and who knows what that will look like but uh, you know Arteta's our guy I've always backed him he's a very intelligent guy you know I've been you know what I tend to do when Arsenal are doing really well or we lose a game or something like that whenever I feel like to be honest I always look back at Arteta's first interview you know the words that he said this thing of unity this thing about unity I mean if that doesn't sum up our club right now then I, I don't really know what does he is a man of his word. You hear me? A man of his word. 
He said the first thing that he wants to do is bring everyone together, together, change the vibe, change the energy. He said something to that effect. You know, on, on you know, if you go on YouTube, Mikel Arteta first interview, BT Sport, you'll see it. You know, he said he wants us to play with passion, energy, intensity, suffocate the opponent, you know, make them play in their own half. And I'm sorry, that's absolutely what we did to Liverpool to some extent, not not for all, all of the game, but to some extent on Sunday. We bullied them. We absolutely bullied them. And they should be embarrassed. You know, they should be absolutely embarrassed. Um, not embarrassed, just just aware that, you know, Arsenal are the real deal. And if you haven't realised, then you're smoking something because, <laughs> because, we're, because it's just a reality. You know, um, that first goal um, by Martinelli just, as I said before, sums up the way we like to play. Aggressive, on the front foot, get in your faces, you know, suffocate the opponent, you know, as Arteta said in that first interview. And that's what we did. We suffocated Liverpool with our press, with our energy, with our intensity. And I say we, you know, Martinelli was really central for that goal as well as the other players but when I'm talking about intensity press energy it's Martinelli that, that comes to mind that player is a monster and he's only going to improve he's how old? 21 yeah let him let him bulk up let him continue training continue falling in love with Arsenal and you'll see what player that, that guy becomes because when players love Arsenal they are willing to die for them on the pitch. We've seen that before with previous teams. The likes of the Invincibles, Wenger's team in 7-8, they almost won the title, things like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm very optimistic for this team. And, I, you know, I can't I can't hide it at this point. You know, there's there's a lot going for us. You know, the signs have been there for some time now. And, uh, you know, things are finally going our way. And, yeah, it's very satisfying for me. You know, who's a big, big Arteta fan, you know? The title of this podcast is Arteta's Arsenal. It's for, it was for a reason. I started this podcast in February 2022. I'll never forget, you know, the first game I did a podcast after was um, the 2-1 win again, uh, against Brentford at the Emirates. You know, I was very dissatisfied with the performance and I thought I need to let these emotions out. And, and I did exactly that. I remember um, 1 a.m. or something like that. I just said, you know, I'm I'm putting this podcast out. You know, I don't know what it's gonna do. I don't know who's gonna like it, whatever. But um, I'm just gonna put it out there. And uh, look, I'm I'm very thankful for the way that it's grown. I'm seeing sixty six downloads from Belgium the other day, and uh, you know, from my country of origin, Nigeria, and and people here in the UK, and from Jamaica, and all these places. So I really appreciate that support and. I do hope that um, you know people continue to listen, tell their friends, um, and uh, yeah, because I just enjoy doing it. It's very natural for me. Um, you know, I, I love Arsenal more than you can ever imagine. Um, I come from a Arsenal-dominated family in terms of the support for the team, and uh, I'm a North Londoner. So uh, you know, when I speak, I'm, I'm speaking from my heart, and. Uh, I try and be as objective as I can. That's not always easy. That wasn't always easy when I first started this podcast because I used to do, you know, my, uh, post-match reaction after the game, which some people do. Um, but me, because of how emotional I can get, um, I like to give myself a couple of days to really reflect, 
you know, listen to other people's opinions and and then um listen to other when I say about other people's opinions, I mean pundits, the media and all of that, just read a bit of that. Not intentionally, naturally, you know. Pick up the newspaper on the bus, Sky Sports News, etc. Um and that kind of gives me a bit of a holistic view of, of how we've really done, you know. Because as a fan, you either you know, you tend to be you can be quite black and white. We were very good, we were very bad, no. But life's not like that. There's shades of grey, you know. So, um yeah, that's that's kind of my approach and um, you know, I think it's it's serving me well, to be honest. Um I feel like I'm more objective. Um I might be wrong. <laughs> I always ask for feedback from my friends and family every now and then, so um, that's something that I'll continue to do. But uh, yeah, look, that's um, yeah. As I said, I'm really thankful for the growth of this of this uh, podcast. You know, the numbers are encouraging, and and uh, the analytics are encouraging. And um, yeah, let's let's hope that I can continue to do it. Sometimes it can be difficult to uh, keep up. You know the games are coming thick and fast but um yeah i mean i was thinking about this soon the world cup will come i can have a nice natural break um uh, maybe i'll do some world cup content um you know focusing on arsenal players or something like that i don't know if they're focusing on specific matches i don't know or, or something like that but um yeah you know um yeah long may this podcast continue and uh long may you keep enjoying it um uh, and yeah, who knows, maybe we'll develop it soon, get people to comment on it and, and give me, you know, feedback or something like that. Um, because, yeah, I really like doing it. And um, yeah, the, the, the analytics are, enc- are encouraging, as I said. So, uh, yeah, thank you for your support.